Hello and welcome to Brown Girl Table Talk. I'm your host, Erica L. Today's podcast is brought to you by 360 Degrees of Victory, where we empower lives from every angle. We're currently accepting applications for our mentoring program for girls, Victorious Gems. So please give us a call at 919-613-6048 or feel free to go to our website at www.360degreesofvictory.org. Thank you. Rashonda Nicole Blackman grew up in North Little Rock, Arkansas, raised by a single parent in a household filled with abuse by a stepfather. Rashonda used books as her imaginary world to escape the one she was living in. She's an overcomer of suicide and low self-esteem. Growing up without a dad or a true role model, Rashonda found herself getting into detrimental relationships that led her down the wrong path. To help others like her, she established just some inspiration in 2015, where she offers encouragement, advice, and tips to help people live better and wiser, laugh louder, love harder, and forgive more lives. Introducing Ms. Rashonda Nicole Blackman. I currently have Ms. Rashonda Blackman. Hi, Rashonda. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm, I'm great. So, Rashonda, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, my name is Rashonda Blackman. I am a um, a blogger, a motivational speaker, and newly children's book author, uh, which I'm very excited about. But um, I guess as far as blogging, you know, my job or purpose is to uh, uplift, encourage, and motivate, you know, people all while being transparent and sharing my own hurts, um, habits, hangups, mistakes, and slip-ups. Um, I, I absolutely love inspiring people and motivating them to not only see how great they really are, but encouraging them to put expiration dates on their past and began to see their world differently by looking up, looking within, and looking around because there really is positivity in everything. So that's pretty much the blogger aspect or side of it. <laughs> I love that expiration date. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. That's something that I don't think that we do enough of. Um something that I had to do, you know, instead of blaming things that didn't go right in my childhood or my past or, you know, and kind of living life with those things, you know, I had to learn, okay, it happened. It doesn't have to keep happening. (laughs) You know, something that happened 20 years ago, it keeps happening, you know, because we allow it to keep happening because we keep bringing it up we keep remembering it we keep going over it you know and to some of us it, it it's almost like it happened yesterday and it did right. you know so um my job is to teach people about putting expiration dates on their past no yes it happened to you but you can use it as 
fuel. You can turn that pain into purpose and use it to to build, you know, build yourself up and to help somebody else. Uh, I really do believe that we go through things with we not we don't go through things for nothing. It's it's for us to it's a test for us to get through it so that we may help somebody else. So can you tell me a little bit about the author piece? You said you're a new uh, author and you just finished writing a children's book. So can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes. Um, wow. I, <laughs> you know, I, I sometimes I think to myself, why did I start off with the children's book first? <laughs> I had somebody mm-hmm. to ask me just the other day. So when are you going to write your novel? <laughs> but um, I wanted to write a children's book first because I always, it's my, it might sound juvenile and crazy, but I was always interested in children's books. And um, growing up, they were kind of like my, they were like my best friends. <laughs> you know, I grew up in an abusive household. So mm-hmm. those those books and getting away into a world that, you know, that wasn't my own, into a fantasyful world, I guess you can say, if that's such a word. It's, it really helped me to escape the world that I was living in. So I, I read a lot. Um, And I kind of wanted to do a book where, you know, if children's books helped me when I was growing up, I wanted to do a book where I can kind of pay it back or pay it forward and helping some other child to, you know, maybe their world is not so great at home. And, you know, they can read this book and be motivated and hopefully it inspires them. So, yeah, that's the author piece. (laughs) Okay. So the title of your book is uh, Billy Wolf and the Kids uh, of Heavenly Hill Elementary. Is that correct? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, I've read some of your book. I will tell you that. (laughs) And um, (laughs) the first, you know, the character that stands out, of course, is just Billy Badass. (laughs) (laughs) Um, not again. This is a kids' book, so I apologize for the best word. Um, but um, when I think about Billy, that's what I think about. Um, that's the first thing that came to mind. And um, before we get into the book, one thing that just struck me um, that I think our listeners would love to hear a little bit more about to just kind of touch on so that way they can connect themselves to your book. I believe in being very transparent um, and you shared just a few moments ago that um, you um, had a very abusive childhood and that when you read books, it it allowed you to go to a different place. And I believe that was a place of peace, if I'm um, correct me if I'm wrong, but if if you can expound on that just a little bit um, so that way that can carry us right into um, Billy Wolf and the Kids of Heavenly Hill Elementary. Yes. Um, well, <clears throat> I grew up with a single mom. Uh, she had me at a very young age. She was 16. And um, she came from an abusive childhood. And uh, I'm not going to get into all of that because I know we're <laughs> we're on this subject. But... Um, but she came from an abusive household and she wanted, she just wanted somebody to love her. 
She was looking for love. And unfortunately, she was looking for love in all the wrong places. She met my dad. Um, you know, she got pregnant and, uh, had me at a very young age. Well, um, she was in the 10th grade. So thank God she did finish school. But, you know, afterwards, you know, I, I guess for her, it was always that longing for, for someone to love her. And even though she had me, but, you know, I mean, as a single mom myself, it's kind of like, you know, you want that fulfilling of a man, you know, someone to help you rear the child and, you know, have children, this great family life. And that's what she was looking for. And unfortunately, she got with uh, him and things was okay at first, um, but he was very abusive. Um he was, I remember there were, there were a lot of days where, you know, I would go into the bathroom and blood would be everywhere because they, he was fighting her. You know, I remember him fighting her in public, you know, and hitting her and, and things of that nature. It was just, it was really crazy, but he, he worked at this, um, it was a housing authority. We stayed in the projects. He was like the housing authority manager. And, um, every time a family would move, he would always bring, you know, if they had kids, he would always bring the stuff home. So we would get toys, skates and whatever, but he always brought home these books. And, um, you know, he had built this shelf and after a while we had so many books under that shelf. I would literally just go somewhere into like a quiet place in the house where I couldn't be found, which was mostly my closet. And, uh, and I would read those books and that you said it right. That was my piece to get away from all the fussing, the shouting, the, the bloodshed, the, you know, and seeing all of that. I, you mm. know, I just needed those books helped me take, take, they took me to another place that, um, which was far more better to me than the one that I was living in. I hated that my mom had to go through that. Um, you know, and as a child, you don't know what to do, you know, what to say, you know, and, uh, you know, I, but I, I did, I, those books were, they were a lifesaver for me. So, so yeah. And I ended up reading every single book up under that shelf, which was dozen, over a dozen books. Wow. wow. Well, I thank you for sharing that piece with us, um, Rashonda, because, you know, like I said, again, I want people to not just see your book and look at the cover of the book and the illustration, but really understand and feel um, where you were coming from when you wrote uh, this book. So if you could tell us a little bit about the book, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Billy Wolf and the Kids of Heavenly Hills Elementary is, uh, it is a story. Uh, as, and I know to some adults, you know, it may be very juvenile, but I really do believe that adults will get something out of this too. But mm-hmm. uh, it's a story about a uh, a young man <laughs> who, you know, he was a problem child. <laughs> you know, he went from school to school to school, you know, getting suspended. Nobody know what to do with him. Finally, he ended up at this school. Of course, when you hear the word heavenly healed, you think, oh, okay, these people, these kids, <laughs> you know, I can, I can, I can run, I can run them over. And he really thought that, you know, going there that, hey, he was going to have his way. And he did get his way for a while until, you know, somebody decided to say, you know what, 
this is it. Enough is enough. I, you know, somebody got to say something. Somebody got to do something. And that's what this one child did and which changed the game, you know, not only for Billy, <laughs> but for, but for everybody else who, uh, the other students, the teachers, the principal as well. So. Right. And so with that being said, Billy met his match <laughs> in so many different ways. Yes, he did. <laughs> So I know there's a principal involved, and not to give away the book too much, but we have several characters that stand out, like Caleb, um, the principal, um, yeah, the Lisa, yeah, the math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, with bullying, um, with that being said, um, as uh, Billy relates to, he's the bully. The bully, uh-huh. he's the person that bullies. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, what are the, some of the things that in the book that uh, people would want to uh, focus or chime in on a capture in regards to um, Billy and also to uh, Caleb and Matthew? Um, not to give away too much of the book again, but. Um, just to bring some, shed some light, can you just share with us a little bit about Billy overall? Yeah, I um, I think there are two aspects that I would love for people to take away um, from this book. And for one, let's start with Billy, because, you know, a lot of times, you know, people bully, people bully for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm a firm believer, nobody, people you hear the terminology, oh, I was born this way. No, you weren't. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> you were not born this way. <laughs> you were, you know, it it became learned, you know, as things got, you know, as you got older, that there are some things that were, that was learned, but you were not born this way. People are not born to be bullies. They're not born to be this or that. And so in Billy's case, um, like you say, not to give things away. He had some issues uh, going on. And I, I want people to realize that, you know, not to make Billy out to be the bad, bad person, but there was a reason why um, he did the things that he did and he was the way that he was. And so for me, I want people to, yes, we have victims of bullying, but check out the bully. Why are they bullying? And I think mm-hmm. in our today you know we don't have enough people you know that has the time everybody is busy you know we want solutions but we don't want to dig in and get our hands dirty to figure out okay how can we solve this there's a reason why people do things there's a reason why people say things or you know people act a certain way it's coming from some place and so um that's that's what I want people to take away as far as Billy is concerned. There was a reason to why he bullied. Uh, and he did meet his match. <laughs> and I hate that it had to take that to happen for him to, you know, but at the same time, you know, there was a reason why. And the book tells why, um, what was going on with him. Um, but people can change. And so I want people to 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 look at that. There's a reason. Um, as far as the other aspect of the book, um, I feel like, I don't know, I, 
bullying is, you know, as they said today, you know, in church, you know, people are, um, back then it was picked on. Now it's, now it's bullying and we have lost so many wonderful kids and adults as well, you know, to, to bullying that have taken their own lives because they feel like, well, who do I talk to? I don't have anybody to talk to, you know, this person putting off signs, you know, for weeks and nobody's paying attention. And so on, because of that, they feel like their voice is not only unheard, but so are their actions. So the other takeaway that I want people to um, to look at with this book is, you know, talk to your kids, really pay attention to the things that's going on around you, the people and see, you know, what's going on. If people are acting different or acting funny, they maybe they don't they weren't used to acting that way. You know, I mean, really get the conversation going, ask questions, you know, and, and talk to your kids. Find out what's going on, you know, because um, most time when kids are being bullied at school, I know I was, I was silent about it. I didn't say anything. And then my mom, I, I was silent about it because she was having, she was having her own hell at home, you know. So I felt like coming home, telling her something like that, it wouldn't have, you know, it wouldn't have been good. You know, she was already dealing with a whole lot and I kept a lot in. There were a lot of, uh, things that I, that went on after school that she never knew about. My mm-hmm. kids, they don't even know about. So, you know, it's just, you silent. You don't, you feel like you don't have anybody to talk to. Uh, I really wish that kids had some type of out in schools where they do have somebody to talk to. The teachers are so busy. The classrooms are so right. filled. You know, they don't have time to really see, you know, and recognize what's going on because their classrooms is filled. You know, they're they're overworked, you know, or whatever. You know, the principal is overworked. Everybody is overworked. But I just feel like there should be something in school where people, you know, kids will be able to go and say what's going on, be able to talk to somebody. But we live in a society now, as my pastor would say, where people were they so quick to take out their cameras. And to record something as opposed to going and getting help talking. You know, they, they so busy taking out their cameras. They want to record. They want to post stuff on social media. This is, I mean, and for what? You know, people are losing their lives. People are getting hurt. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's really crazy, but I just, you know, I wish schools were really. Schools are so much different than they were when I was growing up. And I wish that schools had some place where kids can go and they can say what's going on without getting um, reprimanded or, or suffering. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Behind because they done said something. You know what I mean? You know, that's absolutely right. Um, I've dealt with some of those issues um, as well with um, uh, both of my children. And I can definitely relate to um, some of the childhood trauma and being bullied and, um, like you said, being picked on, being called names. You know, initially, you know, we grew up in the uh, era where it was sticks and stones may break my bones, but words don't hurt. Um, yeah. Words hurt. They hurt. Yeah. They stay with you. They do hurt. Um, so I really, really um, 
appreciate this book that you've written, but one thing that's very profound, and I want to bring this out in the end, not because um, it's not important, but it's so significant. In this book, this book is a Christian-based, Bible-based book, and I feel like uh, Christ is not centered anymore when it comes to our children and and I think now we need to start really getting back to the basics. Like, you know, we used to go to Bible study. You know, yes. we had vocational Bible school. You know, there was Sunday school. I don't really know a church who does Sunday school. I anymore. know. I, I bring Sunday school back. <laughs> yeah, like I have not entered a church where they have Sunday school anymore. They have children's church. And um, which is great, but um, a lot of the churches now don't have Bible study. But um, can you share a little bit about how you were able to incorporate um, this in your book in regards to it being um, like you use words of faith and believing and you talk about um, how uh, David and Goliath. Um, how they battled and in the book as well. So if you can just share how you were able to include uh, that in the, in the book. Um, I'm going to be totally honest with you and very transparent right now. I did not want to put scriptures in the book. (laughs) 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 And I can get that for a marketing purpose. Yeah, didn't want it to just go to any um any group of people. I get it. <laughs> yes, I that was not um the plan <laughs> because I think I think when it comes, you know, when God tells you to do something, you okay. It's like He gives you a gift and He says, "Hey, this is your gift. Use it." Mm-hmm. Okay, God, I'm going to do it. And then you use that gift, but God wants to be a part of that gift, like uh, every in every step of the way. But what we do is we take the gift, we leave God, thank you, Jesus, and then we, we move on with, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this, and I wanted to go to this market, and I want to do this. And, and I, that's what I had done because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, thank you, Lord, for giving me this story now. Because this is based in a school. Okay, I wanted to go to this school. And I'm going to be honest. I had this imagine. I mean, my imagination is vivid. <laughs> because I seen myself going into schools, talking about this and whatever. I did not want to put the scripture in there. But the spirit of the Lord convicted me. <laughs> and, mm. want, you know, and told me to put, I, when I say I battled, this book, if I can be honest, was supposed to be out months ago. Okay. I got some bad reviews when I when I did it at first because see God'll let you go so far and then he'll cause you to fall on your face. Right. And that's exactly what happened. It was like the reviews that I got, I was like, What? No, it's not supposed to be this way. No, this is where it's supposed to be. But I thank God for getting those bad reviews and those create and those critiques because that helped me. It was like God was saying, Okay, now. You tried to do it your way. Now I'm going to need you to do it my way. Right. And and so that's what happened. It was the, the, the scripture. Um, he told me what scriptures to put in there and mm-hmm. the prayer. 
you know, yeah. so yeah. it's very profound. Um, very profound. And it can be used in your everyday walk, even as an adult. Yes. Yes. That's why I said some, you know, I know the book is juvenile. And I know when people think, oh, it's a children's book. Oh, but no, there, there's a prayer in there. That's for, it's for the bully, mm-hmm. the, the person that's being bullied and the person that have lost someone, a baby, a child, an adult to bullying. So it's it's hopefully it's gonna bring peace to each one of these aspects uh of people and that's the way God wanted it. And the, he would not allow this book to be released until you know I put those stories in there. As far as the David and Goliath story, I'm gonna be honest, a, a friend of mine told me I let them look at the book and they was like, Yeah, the book is good, but from an educational standpoint, they wanted to know more about Matthew. And how did he have the courage, you know, to do what he did? And the Lord brought it to me about David and Goliath. And I was so grateful that God brought that to me because I want children to know that if God can use a small boy who people overlooked back in the day to do this great, magnificent thing, you know what I mean? To kill this giant that's what 10 feet tall almost you know and David was I want to say he was probably Matthew's height four foot two (laughs) but if God can use a child to slay a giant just think what he can do and I know people say well that was back in the Bible days no it's happening today God is the same right right now yes and he can use you and that's what I want our children to know God can use you. I don't care how small you are. I don't care how weak you feel like your voice is. Well, I'm small. I can't do this. Well, I'm this and I can't do this. No. If God did it back then, he's the the same God that can do it today. And that's what I want. I want kids to understand God can use you. It doesn't matter about your background. Don't matter where you come from. I don't care about your daddy being a drunk. I don't care about your mama not being there. I don't care about where they might. Nobody in my family made it. I can't make it. Yes, you can. Yes. yes, you can. And this book, it tells you and prayerfully, it lets them know that you can. Baby, you can do anything, anything, anything. The only thing you got to do is have faith. And I promise you, the Bible says faith as small as a mustard seed. We can move big mountains, you know, so including bullies. (laughs) You're right about that. You're right. And one thing that you brought up too, um, and and this is from also too from from us growing up. You would hear adults say, um, "Do as I say, not as I, you know, do." And children back then in our age, time, day and time, we didn't have a real voice. But, you know, you touched on that just now. And and that's what I felt, that children, you do have a voice. Children, you know, you need to allow your children to be able to express themselves in a respectful manner. You can have a conversation and allow your child to be upset and express themselves in a respectful manner and still be the, the, the mother or the father because some people feel like they can't have conversations with their children because they feel like their children are going to talk out of turn. Right. But I think when you silence them in that way, um, it hinders them in so many different ways because 
you know, you want them to advocate for themselves too. You don't want them to go around being bullied, you know, and not being able to be vocal with you or feeling comfortable. Like you said, you know, they do look at us and say, well, mommy and daddy got a lot of other issues going on. So I don't know if they want to hear about how my day was at school. Right. So I think a very interesting point that you brought out and I really appreciate that. And um, just in closing, um, can you tell me if you have any other um, books that are getting ready to come out? Is this going to begin um, to be a series of books for you and children's books or just um, this is um, the pretty much it for, for children's books for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, you know what? Children's books have impacted my life in such a way Um no, this won't be the last. This will probably be the last you hear of Billy and 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 Matthew. Um, I kind of pretty much gave him an ending uh, in this book. But um, I actually do have other children's books, too, that are already written. Um, and I have three that I have, like, descriptions for. So, um, so yeah, this won't be the last one. And... Um, and prayerfully, they all will be faith-based um, books. So, so yeah. So no, it won't be. It won't be the last one. And then I'm a blogger, so I'm always um, working on, on the next topic or what to talk about or or things like that. So you know. <laughs> also, um, can you share in closing how we can reach out to you and? Uh, um, if you have, since you're a blogger, is there a particular um, blog site you have? Um, and how can we reach out to you over social media or even purchase this book? Because it's now for sale. Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Yay. <laughs> yes, it is for sale. Um, if you would love to purchase the book, and I want to uh, reiterate again, Adults, please get this book for your children. I know it's faith-based, but um, give it to a church. Give it to your kids. Take it to Sunday school class. Um, <laughs> you know, and I, I actually had some an adult to purchase the book, and her son is grown. As a matter of fact, he just got married last month. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she purchased two. He's a school teacher. So she purchased one for him. And she purchased one for herself. So adults, I just want you to know that, hey, everybody is getting something from this book. I know it's juvenile, but I promise you, you if you read it, you'll be able to get something out of it. And if you decide that, hey, I bought it, I want to pass it on to somebody else, pass it on to a niece, a nephew, a cousin, um, take it to the Boys and Girls Club. I mean, just, you know, spread the message. And the message that I want to be spread is your voice really does matter. Yeah. And that's that's the message that I want to get out there. Your voice really does matter. One voice changes everything. And I think kids as well as adults need to know that. Speak up. You know, use your voice. Speak up. So, um, so adults, yes, please purchase the book, you know. Purchase two or three or four or five. <laughs> but uh, get can we purchase your book? You can purchase it on Amazon. Um, it said Amazon. You can just, if you go to Amazon and you put in the, uh, put it in the search box, Billy Wolf and the Kids, 
and then hit the the button it'll it'll come up um any other avenues of purchasing the book do you have a website or anything for the book or i um we can reach out to you over social media Yes, unfortunately, right now Amazon is the it's the main place right now where you can purchase it. Um, okay. I did they did tell me that it's going to be in other book outlets in maybe six to eight weeks, and other book outlets is like Barnes and Nobles, um, you know, in those places. In which I reached out to Barnes and Nobles to see, you know, about them, you know, getting the book and and things of that nature. So. Um, I just did that today, so I'm hoping to hear something back. But right now, Amazon is the only place. If you want to reach out to me or follow me on the blog, um, that is justsomeinspiration.com. That's J-U-S-T-S-U-M inspiration.com. So come along, join me. I follow, I mean, I talk about all types of stuff. So, um, there's a little something for everybody over there i'm also on instagram at just some inspiration the number two and just the a little you so that's j-u-s-t-s-u-m uh inspiration to you on instagram and i'm just to inspire you (laughs) j-u-s the number two inspired little you um on twitter so and i'm on facebook as well (laughs) i'm on facebook as well as just some inspiration so I'm all over the place. <laughs> well, awesome, awesome. I know my takeaway for this book is the prayer. And um, I even like the last part of the prayer, and I'm just going to read it really quick. It's just the last um, excerpt of the prayer. It says, Father, remove every hindrance that may be keeping us from being uh, fearfully and wonderfully made people. You created us to be. Help us not to seek to do evil, but let us find ways through your power of overcoming evil with good. Yeah. That right there is in my shanana right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can feel it, girl. I can feel it, you know. And that is a prayer that just that small portion that I can take with me on a daily basis. And I do. I really, really, from the bottom of my heart, really appreciate you sharing with us today. I really appreciate you pouring out your heart into this book. And I know, I know beyond a shadow of doubt that you're going to continue to do great things, um, not only for this book, but for the more books to come for children. And I do appreciate you being with us today. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate you for having me. Not a problem. Not a problem. You enjoy the rest of your day. Brown Girl Table Talk is not intended to replace any mental health service of any kind. If you're looking for assistance, we can point you in the right direction. Take care. Thank you for listening to Brown Girl Table Talk. If you're interested in being on Brown Girl Table Talk, please feel free to reach out to me on any social media outlet, or you can go to our website at bgtt.onuniverse.com. Again, that's bgtt.onuniverse.com.
onuniverse.com. Thank you. Looking forward to hearing from you. Hello there. If you want to join Brown Girls Table Talk, go to my mommy's website. Mommy's website is bgtt.onuniverse.com. Again, that's bgtt.onuniverse.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Bye.